And now, Spotlight Montana with Laurel Staples. Welcome everyone, I'm Laurel Staples for Spotlight Montana and it's the first day of spring. Yay. So <laughs> it seems only appropriate to have NBC Montana's Chief Meteorologist Mark Haka as my guest today on this first day of Thank spring. Thank you for having Happy me. Happy spring. Thank yes. you. Happy spring okay. to you. Well, viewers have been watching, thank you, Mark, and viewers have been watching Mark over the years, 20 years now. In mm -hmm. fact, uh, you marked your 20th anniversary last week. The Ides of March. Yeah, congratulations thank you. on that. Thank you. It's been a great 20 years here. It really has. Uh, NBC Montana has been very good to me, and I've enjoyed living here in Big Sky Country. Oh, NBC Montana is fortunate to have you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, 20 years, viewers have been watching you for two day decades now. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Okay. What inspired your... Uh, what inspired you to go into this career? All right, well, I grew up on a Kansas farm, wheat and cattle farm, and obviously weather is extremely important to farm families. So my parents watched the weather all the time. In fact, it's interesting, uh, we got three TV stations on the farm, and all three would start with the weather at the top of the newscast. I mean, because it was an agricultural area, and you know, most of the people, their lives depended on the weather and farming. Their livelihoods. And, yeah, and so uh, I remember the date, September 20th, 1967, my brother's 11th birthday, there was a small tornado that developed west of the farm, and dad said, grab something important and run to the cellar, so I grabbed a cat and a hula hoop. But that was kind of the, in my, you know, the beginning of my keen interest in weather, and then three years later, uh, in October of 1970, we had a freakish, like 10 inch heavy wet snow that broke mm -hmm. power lines and, and trees. And that's when weather really became very interesting to me. And I would watch it uh, on TV and then I'd go downstairs and draw maps on a chalkboard and pretend to be a weatherman. So, <laughs> so if I'm hit by a bus tomorrow, in the eulogy, you can say he did something he always wanted oh. to do. <laughs> well, so then your first job, tell me about your first job. My first job uh, was in Pittsburgh, Kansas, Joplin, Missouri. Um, and I, I stumbled upon it. I had worked a year in Hayes, Kansas in radio and TV, but on the news side because I didn't have a formal education in meteorology. But I saw this opening in Pittsburgh Joplin and I thought, heck, I'll try for it even though I don't have, I, I hadn't even been in front of a green screen to do the weather. But I went to them personally, I gave them my three quarter inch tape of news Three quarter inch tape. Those yeah, the back days. in the old days, that. heavy deck, <laughs> yeah, tape decks. Yeah. Um, I gave them the tape, and they said, "Well, you've never done weather." And I said, "No." Well, they said, "After lunch, we'll put you in front of the green screen." So that hour, you know, I, I studied up on the topography and all the cities in the area, and I just gave a five-minute weather cast, and they hired me. Mm -hmm. They would never do that today because now TV stations almost all require a formal education. I eventually got an education in meteorology. My original degree was in broadcast journalism, uh, but they would never do that today. That was such a break for me to get my foot in the door, and then later I got the education needed for uh, an AMS seal of approval, mm -hmm. et cetera. Well, you definitely impressed them, though. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Well, and, well, in all honesty, I think what helped me was when I was a child pretending to be a weathercaster. I became very comfortable in doing it and I wanted to tell the weather story. So how did you make that jump to Montana? Uh, well, I had been working in Lincoln, Nebraska for uh, five years in the morning show. Not a morning person <laughs> like Brooke Foster is our morning meteorologist. Um, and the night position opened up here and I thought that's an opportunity to go somewhere else. And certainly the weather here in western Montana is much different than in Tornado Alley. Talk about the differences. All right, well, you know, it's actually, 
easier to predict, I think, weather back where I'm from because you don't have the topographical uh, things that we have here, the mountains. It's obviously prairie and flatland. And so whenever the models come together with something, they're pretty accurate. But here, there are microclimates that really impact weather. The models may mm -hmm. say it's going to rain in Missoula, but with downsloping due to the mountains, sometimes it evaporates before reaching the ground. So that's, the, that's when we've really got to study up and see, okay, is this going to reach the ground? The models say it's going to rain, but the question is, will it evaporate before reaching the ground? So climate, uh, just microclimates here in western Montana really proved to be a challenge in predicting the weather. And that's why uh, when I first moved here, I had to really try to understand these microclimates. And you've really got to live here several years to understand them and then to explain to the viewer, um, you know, the microclimates and how, hey, models are showing it's going to rain, but you know what? It's probably not mm -hmm. going to. I lived most of my life in Montana, and I didn't realize that that happened yes. until listening to your forecast yeah. and everything. Well, and nine out of every 10 cold fronts that go through Kansas will produce rain or snow because mm -hmm moisture comes up from the Gulf of Mexico, interacts with the front, and you have a pretty good chance you're going to get wet. Mm -hmm. In Montana, it's like two out of ten fronts that come through will pr produce precipitation because our moisture is limited here. Our moisture supply comes from the Pacific, and it has to go up several and down several uh, mountain ranges, mm -hmm. and so they dry out. The air masses tend to dry out. That's why fewer of the fronts will produce rain and snow. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah. So the 20 years of covering all the patterns, the weather patterns here in Montana, what stands out to you the most aside from the microclimates? Okay, um, well, the best setup, uh, you know, there's always going to be a chance of snow with storm systems in the winter, but the best setup to get the really heavy extreme events, even blizzards, mm -hmm. when we have uh, an Arctic front stalls right over us, and then that moisture from the mm -hmm. Pacific uh, overruns it, overruns the front and that front is the focal point for heavy, heavy snow. That stands out definitely as one of the more favorable patterns for a big snow event. And the big snow event that we just had mm -hmm. a week or two, is that exactly the same that, type of setup? That, that was a setup and we also had the same setup uh, five years ago in 2014 uh, when Missoula especially was hit hard. That was the mm -hmm. year of the avalanche mm -hmm. uh, the in urban the city. Avalanche. So February 2014 was just an awful year, you know, as far as snow. Well, some people might think it's a good, good month and good year for snow, but it was tragic as well. Mm -hmm. So, and that was not good. What are the trends that you're seeing over the last two decades? Um, you know, what stands out most when I first came here, Missoula's the warmest in the summer was July and early August, and mm -hmm. the average high was 85. Mm -hmm. And they take that based on 30-year periods. And at that point, it was 19, from 1960 to 1990, and I came in 99. Well, just two years later then, the average was calculated on the 30-year period 1970 to 2000, okay, et cetera. Um, and now I've noticed in July and early August, the average high, the warmest, is 88. All right. So that's a three degree change mm -hmm. warmer from the, for the warmest temperatures in summer from 1999 to 2019. So obviously, at least here, we've had on average every year through the last couple of decades, a warming process. Mm -hmm. What about the strength of storms? That the strength through? of, you know, I. I've seen some strong ones. I think probably the one that stands out most, trying to think of the year, I believe it was 
2015, uh, Missoula had this, and I wasn't even working. I remember I was in downtown Missoula. So I got to enjoy it from just being a pedestrian on the street. And it's when we had 70 mile per hour winds uh, with a severe thunderstorm. And I actually saw uh, in one of the downtown buildings uh, a couple of windows blown out and okay. glass, you know, hitting the street. Was that a microburst or? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, severe, besides the severe winter storms, we get probably the main severe threat from thunderstorms, uh, downburst winds, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, that's what happened in mm -hmm. Missoula and I've also I remember an event back toward when I first moved here I believe the Libby area in northwest Montana was hard hit as well so uh, anyway it's, it's been an interesting 20 years I will admit I miss you know I think we've had one tornado warning in all of my 20 years here do I you miss that do I do miss that? that there's an <laughs> adrenaline rush uh, you know it goes back to 1967 when dad said grab something important and run to the cellar and there's a certain, I mean, weathermen and meteorologists are a little wacky and we don't want to see death and destruction, but we do enjoy active weather pa patterns uh, and weather events. I don't, I mean, San Diego, I've never been. Mm -hmm. But I've never been there either. I hear, list. you know, 360 out of 365 days a year are the same. Highs in the 70s, lows in the 50s. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would want to live there. Um, because I like a variety. Yeah, the four season. The, I'm a four, four season, season type person. Although I'll admit Montana's winters seem to be the longest season obviously here because it can snow pretty much any month except maybe July in a lot of areas. You mentioned those warmer temperatures and a trend that you're seeing. Do you foresee that to continue? You know, I am. I, I, think, I think a trend has been set. It just, it seems like every year we are looking globally. I'm mm -hmm. talking globally. Uh, but like I said, also locally in Missoula, that average high in the summer has risen. And I think that's significant, a three degree uh, difference. Um, so yes, I think there is change occurring. I'm not going to say necessarily why. I have my opinions, but I understand there are two sides. Mm -hmm. people, people believe it's more you know, people driven, others believe it's more just weather cycles in general. The amount of moisture that's coming in, I remember a time where it seemed like June was the rainy month mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. You know, it doesn't. Uh, when I first arrived here, June did seem to be the, and it still technically is, but uh, just a couple years ago when we had a bad fire season, the rain ended that first week in June. So by the end of June, we were already looking at the drying of the foothills around Missoula mm -hmm. and all of western Montana, and that led to uh, a pretty devastating fire season. And you mentioned staying with fire season, mm -hmm. of course, the next season that we'll be facing. What elements have the biggest impact mm -hmm. on what kind of fire season we're going to see? Snowpack or right. rain? Or well, I know you kind of have come from the old school, you mm -hmm. know, because you mentioned snow snowpack is very important, which it is. but. I think as important is summer weather mm -hmm. because I have seen um, situations years here in western Montana where we had a great snowpack but it tended to melt fairly early and then the rain shut off in June and by late July and August September we had terrible fire season so we really need a consistent wetter than normal weather pattern in the summer to also help offset the threat of fires mm -hmm. so a combination yes. of a good snowpack melting slowly and yes. longer into June and early July, and then having uh, cooler and a wet weather pattern in J June, July, and August, that's when it's like, hey, I think weather, uh, fire mm -hmm. season will be a, a minor one. 
And right now, of course, we're having the warmer temperatures, the snow is starting to mm -hmm. melt. Mm -hmm. So far, it's a good one. Yeah. So far, we're having a gradual snow melt, and that is the good news. We, you know, we're all really wanting warmer weather because it's been such a cold and snowy winter. I've been wanting it, but we don't want it too warm too soon. And so far, it's, it's doing about the right thing it should be. Uh, gradually going from 40s into 50s and maybe some lower 60s and then we're going to drop back cooler again this weekend okay. and so that's going to slow snow melt and thus flooding at this point does not look to be serious but the longer range forecast for March April May uh, the three month forecast is for above average temperatures mm, so okay. you know even though we're going to get cooler this weekend and early next week the overall trend seems to be toward warmer than normal that's not necessarily good news, so we'll keep an eye on the flooding situation here in okay. western Montana. All right. Well, in your short-term forecast with the spring for mm -hmm. the next week or two? Well, uh, next week uh, it's going to be a little cooler than normal with the weather maker for Sunday, Monday, and then it appears that we're going to get back to near or slightly above average. So again, a gradual warming trend, and I think we're all smiling because <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it has been a long winter. and. We deserve some sunshine and nice Absolutely. weather. Absolutely. <laughs> what does a snowpack look like, and how does, oh, that, you know, how does this year compare to years past? Well, we last year, you know, the snowpack was so much above average. This year, we really were lucky. We were expecting an El Nino mm -hmm. winter. I remember you saying that. Yeah. And the National Climate Center up into November, December was saying winter was going to be warmer than normal and drier than normal. Not good for a snowpack. And then all of a sudden, the last half of winter set in February and March, and we, we made up for that. And snowpack right now is great for the mm -hmm. most part. It averages, I think, about 121% in the Gallatin-Madison ranges in southwest Montana to about 86% of normal, so a little lower up in the Kootenai area of northwest Montana. But for an El, El Nino winter, very good snowpack. Well, hopefully, like you said, with that combination of the snowpack and we get some rain and everything, we can have a mild wildfire yes. season. We deserve one because we've had hoping. some bad years. You know what's, what's interesting? I came in 1999, and we have had some of the worst uh, uh, fire seasons in my 20 years here. Mm -hmm. 2000 was really bad. 2003, a couple back uh, between two, 2010 and 2015. So, uh, yeah, since I've been here, I think we've had unusually bad fire seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that warmer weather is a part contributing of to mm -hmm. it and let's hopefully this year we'll have a break from I that so. well as we start to wrap up anything else that you would like to share all right well i just i want to say i i'm a kansas farm boy and i love my home state in fact i'll probably retire back there but it's been such a terrific run here uh, i have fallen in love with montana and missoula in particular uh, it has been so much fun being a part of the community uh, from being in a chorus to on a couple of boards downtown here in Missoula and it, it's it, I love the people here I yeah. love the people well, we're not you gonna know. let you go uh, okay <laughs> I've had I have family and friends that have come over the last 20 years to visit and they go this is a kind of a well-kept secret Mm -hmm. the, the yes, wonderful yes. community you have here. So we and, ought to all be proud of and that. And the whole region that, that watches you uh, all the way from Bozeman up to the uh, to the Bitterroot yeah. to Kalispell, Northwest Montana. Yeah, even from yes. Cranbrook, uh, Canada down into Salmon, Idaho. That's a huge area. Yeah, <laughs> well, like I said, we're, we're not going to let you go anymore. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the weather app. That's yes. a big deal. Big deal. And you know what's kind of cool about it? Um, you know, you can program it to obviously track where you are. Mm -hmm. So whether you're in Missoula or LA, it gives you the, for, you know, the, the weather and current condition. But like my hometown of Belleville, Kansas, 
I have a part where I can look at the weather there. So it allows you I to. I love that feature. It, yeah. And uh, you know, whenever I write up weather alerts, we send them out right away and you'll be alerted with a little beep. Uh, yeah, and, and it gives daily. You know, just a few short years ago, I would, you know, I'm older and I'm like, uh, technology, no, no. It's great. The weather it's, app is great. No, and it's definitely, um, especially when there's violent, you know, strong weather out mm -hmm. there or, or things like that, you definitely need to track that yeah. to get the information that you need to know for you and your family to stay safe. Right, and it, it's a different beast now. I mean, back in the old days when the weather started the news, um, we sat down at 5.30 for national news and 6 o'clock for local. Well, people don't mm -hmm. really do that much anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Weather is available all the time online and, of course, on the app. And um, people are more active and out and about. So they're not going to go to a TV set all the time at 5.30 and 6. Yeah. So that's why the weather app is very important. All right. And then the chime in. You've been showing yes. a lot of wonderful weather pictures from yes. our viewers. And a big thanks to our viewers for sending right. those and pictures in. And we have so, so many categories. Uh, not only weather, but Montana photos, uh, pets. Uh, we had one Reporters. for winter weather. Now we have one for spring. So yeah, and it's a lot of fun. I even do it. And like I said, I'm, I'm one of the older guys. We just launched one for potholes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I send need, us your pothole pictures. <laughs> I need to take some pictures of the uh, potholes on Rattlesnake Drive. Yeah. Well, and for Chime In, you can just uh, reach, you can go to Chime In on our app, our news and weather app, also at NBCMontana.com. That's and right. And I think this wraps this up. All thank right. you so much, Thank Mark. you for having me. Good okay. to be here. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Good. And now, Spotlight Montana.